welcome. Good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to State Tournament Roundtable number two. We are really excited to be back at the Mellow Mushroom. Less than 24 hours later, Tom, and we're, we're back at the Mellow. Well, it's, it's a place to be. It is the place and to the be. the food is a food to eat. I, and, and I will say this. Mike, the general manager here, absolutely awesome guy. We met him after the after the round table yesterday and he took you know, he took tremendous care of us and he's taking tremendous care, tremendous care of us again so uh, right across from pinnacle bank arena check out the mellow mushroom uh pizza drinks uh salads a uh, little bit of everything on the menu here and it is a really really awesome place so check out the mellow mushroom if you're down in lincoln nebraska this week uh excited to do round table number two uh Back and better than ever, Mr. Tom Taverdi from Omaha Marion, less than 24 hours. Did you get did you ice down a little bit after yesterday's podcast? Uh, drink some honey tea. You ready to roll? I just try to think of something I could say intelligent today and top yesterday, but that'll still be a challenge. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Sarah Goodwin, my former assistant coach for how many years were we together? Seven. Seven, Seven years. And the assistant girls basketball coach at Bennington High School in Bennington, Nebraska. Sarah, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well after the double overtime thriller that we just witnessed. Yeah, so great game. Yeah. And Paul Markley, the head girls basketball coach at Ralston High School. Mr. Markley wearing the Indiana Hoosiers, the pride of, of Indiana here in, in Nebraska. Got to represent the Hoosiers. So. Hometown guy from Indiana. That's cannot not cheer for the Hoosiers. I know you Iowa fans. I, I think we can. Yeah. I think. I yeah, think, how'd that Big Ten women's championship 10, go for you? We can talk about that later. It's, okay. Caitlin Clark's a heck of a player. It's, okay. Unfortunately, Indiana just couldn't quite hold on. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. So, uh, we just saw, uh, you know, two more games last night, four more games today. Uh, it's, it's been a great tournament. It's been a different format, and I think we'll just lead with that and kind of just throw that. Uh, what have you guys thought of the mixed gender format here? What, uh, what they've done here, for, for those of you that don't know, is uh, last weekend, normally in Nebraska, they have the state tournament on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Three days, three games, roll it out. Uh, but last week, uh, they had the Big Ten wrestling tournament here, so they had the boys and girls state tournament at the same time. So I've seen more, actually more guys game as a girls basketball coach than I have girls games so far this week. Uh, what have you guys, what have you guys thought of it so far? Goody, what have you thought of it so far? I, I like it. It seems like more of an event. Um, you get to see teams that you don't normally see as a girls coach. Uh, I never come to the boys state tournament because I was here for the girls state tournament and you just can't take that much time off work. So it's kind of nice to be able to get to see some different teams and, um, just have downtown really busy here and great atmosphere, so I like it. Mm-hmm. Paul, yeah, I'm a big fan of watching some high school boys basketball. As a Ralston guy, I've watched a lot of Class B boys basketball games, but being able to come down, we just watched a heck of a Class A boys game there with Gretna and Central, so it's nice to be able to see that. It's nice to be able to come down and see the girls' Class A games and mm-hmm. just see a wide variety of games. It's as a coach, it's kind of gets nice to go and see different coaches and see what they're doing that kind of stuff so take a little bit from each coach and what the game shows and it's been awesome yeah i i took some stuff just kind of little uh you know mental mental notes uh 
you know, Gretna ran a couple of really nice out-of-bounds plays there, you know, underneath and then on the sideline. And I'm like, I kind of like that little look. I'm going to tuck that one away. And I would have never have seen that if it was the traditional uh, setup that, they, that they've always had. Tom, what do you think? What do you think of this new you know, stuff? My wife texted me when I was at this last game, and she just said, she goes, where are you at? Because I have no idea who's playing where, what gym. So there's a little bit of that, a little bit of the spread out. I'm on spring break this week, so it's great coming back. But if you're not on spring break or only have, you know, a day or two off as a head coach, then you're really, if it's spread out like this, you can't take part in a lot of it. So I, I'm kind of split on it. I do, like you guys said, I would agree, you get to see a lot of different variety of games and matchups that might fit what you want to look for. For mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's if you had the whole week off, it's awesome. Yeah. If not, then it's like, you're really splitting up, and, and I've been a little confused too. I have to sit there and map out. Okay, well, you're what? confused a lot. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know. so this makes it even that much worse. Yeah, <laughs> but I think if you don't have the week off like I do, I it would be tough to get to the different. What days you're gonna go? Yeah, you know. So yeah. it's but I I so I see. I'd be happy to either way staying. Quite honestly. Yeah, I I think at the very least, me personally, I, I hope, and, and last year because of covid they stretched the week out i think they started on tuesday and and, 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 at least wednesday but i think they might even start on tuesday last year with both genders last year and they spread it out for for all the covid reasons uh a year ago so they did didn't they how how was that different than this year i don't remember well they just they just went single gender both weeks but it was it was boys one week and girls one week boys one uh the, the the following week but I really thought it was good, even to give those teams one day off. Last year, I thought the the semifinals and especially the finals, just the the level of play and and just the execution uh, by all teams, uh, you know, up and down championship Saturday was so much better. Just because there was some rest during the week, and and if they decide to go single gender weeks. Uh, after this, uh, I hope they throw in a day off uh, for for various teams so that they can get some scouting in, get the kids some rest, set the set the kids up for success to see the best basketball that we could possibly see. What, I bet you know, what, you, if you've got a team that's lacking depth, this is like this is perfect. Uh, yes, and if your team that has, I mean, if if you're a matchup where you have depth, and the other opponent doesn't, that's a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to see the single gender weeks, if they're going to go back to that, have everybody at Devaney and Pinnacle. Um, yeah. I just think if you earn your way to state, you should play in a venue as opposed to a, hard, a high school. I, I agree. I agree. I think Coach Tverdy's right on with, especially like with me at Ralston, our numbers are, are lower right now, so I would be a team, if I made it here, it'd be nice to have that extra day just for the rest part of it, where you're playing seven, eight girls. Uh-huh. When you have to go and play 32 minutes... That's a long time. So being able to get that day in between, it's nice oh. to be able to scout whatever we're going to go back, do a little bit of normalcy too, to where you go and you can get a normal practice and normal walkthrough in. Uh-huh. Go understand what you, the next step is. Yeah, I think that's big. Um, well, like our guys, you know, who won that crazy game this morning. Uh, you know, we basically play about six and a half guys, maybe 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 seven and a half. You know. And you know, if we had to turn around and play again tomorrow, uh, that'd be that'd be a tall order for us. Uh, but with that day off, you know, you get to get to rest, get to rest those legs a little bit, 
get to go through a walkthrough. It gives your coaches a chance to scout a little bit more and, and, and put together a quality plan. And, again, I, I just think the quality of play is well, What is a better. story for your school. First yeah. time in 99 years. Eight seed, haven't haven't lost a state seed. tournament game in a century. And that shot that made down one when that was taken? Yeah, we were I down mean, one. No. What? Yes, down one. Down one. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I feel so good for our community. Uh, you know, we're, we're a community that's that's learning how to win. Learning how to win. There's there's a there's a want to to win. And, uh, learning fast, by the way. We're, we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. Um, and, you know, our boys had a tough year last year. They lost a lot of close games. Um they're, they're, you know, it was just a really up and down year in a lot of different ways, and and so what's really satisfying for our boys and what I'm so happy for our coaching staff is just to, to bounce back and, and have this this terrific run, and uh, the community has been awesome. Like I said, I, I bet we had close to 1,500 people there uh, in awesome. the Devaney Center this morning. It only says 908 on the town on the on the, on the sign coming into town, so. Um, it was a great shot. Um, our, our kids played really well. Austin, the kid that hit the shot, he's an awesome kid. Uh, he's he's in my eighth hour history class. Uh, so that kid uh, better not have homework, Mister Plum, for a I, couple days. I saw him after the game, and I looked at him, and he's like, "Yeah, Mister Plum." I said, "It's about time you started doing something for this team." You know, he just started laughing. You know, but uh, he, he's a great kid. Uh, the kids played a great game this morning, and. Uh, what a lot of people forget is they beat Wahoo, um, who is, you know, I was looking at the, the program. Wahoo has been to the state tournament 40 times. We haven't been there in 99 years, you know. Wow. Uh, so it, it's just a great win for our community. Our administration is is absolutely awesome. The community support has been great. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just so happy for everybody in our school. So. Yeah, I work with some Fort Calhoun people that don't have kids at the school anymore, and they were super excited to come down today. And that's just that's so fun as a community to just rally around a group of kids. And yeah, yeah, and and the whole team is top to bottom, awesome kids from from player one to player fifteen or however many kids they got suiting up this week. And and uh, so we're we're really excited about it. Um, you know, we go through the legendary program in Wahoo, and now we we have the legendary coach in Jim Weeks. On, on Thursday morning, and, and they've won three straight state championships at Auburn. I think it's three. The boys have won three yes. in a row. Yeah. Um, so, what the heck? We're gonna we're gonna keep the Cinderella slipper on for as long that as we can. That crowd's gonna here. be rocking. It's yeah. it's, gonna be, towns, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Hopefully the weather rocking. cooperates and everybody yeah. can get here. Yeah. They deserve that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So, um, so let's let's talk about some other stuff here. Uh, what are some of the you know we've been down here you know almost two full days. Uh, what are some of the uh, what are some of the good things that you guys have seen down here? What have you seen other teams do uh, that you've been impressed with and that and that you've liked and, and might borrow? Whether that's a, a play or uh, just just whatever the, the way a team conducts itself, uh, so forth and so on. Uh, what what have you seen? Sarah, you want to get us going? Sure. Um, I think this is probably speaks to why these teams are here, but it's really evident to see when there are role players that really embrace their role. You can tell on, in some of the games that this kid's out here to screen and rebound, mm-hmm. and they just embrace that role. They're not looking to jack up shots. They, they 
have accepted that what's been asked of them. I've noticed that in several games, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the uh, the non glamorous roles. Right. You know. You may have heard this. No, accept, embrace, and excel at your heard role. That a few times. Yeah. yeah. More. You know. <laughs> don't roll your eyes too badly here. You so. can hear my eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tom, what have what have you seen so far here that you've that you've really liked? thing that really jumped out to me and had a conversation with the Fremont Bergen boys coach, we sat together, Ryan Menarek, just how impressed I am with the way the coaches, different systems for different teams and personnel. Um, just watching Omaha Central, you know, primarily man. They've got athletes that can really play that extremely well. Then you got a Gretna that's doing a lot of changing zone defenses, the, and which really fit their personnel and the makeup of their, you know, their pieces of their um, kids to play. Just impressed with how many different ways there are to system your program and doing it to best fit your personnel and not being stubborn in, you know, like a college coach might be, but you can recruit to that. Just how people have been impressed with just the system approach to fitting it to your personnel. Yeah. Yeah. Polly, what have you, what have you yeah, seen? Yeah, I think down my here? main thing I'm seeing is all these teams have worked hard to get here. And they come down, they compete. We've seen a lot of games, and some there's been games where the scores offset a little bit. It's the York Norris game. York comes and scores six points this first half, but yet the competition that they put in the second half and how they competed in the second half, I think that says a lot for them. And then same thing for Central. You get down by 13 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, there was oh, only were they down four, yeah, four, yeah. four and a half minutes yeah. left, and they were down 13. and. We were up there saying, "Ah, oh, this one's over. This, you know, this I is went, over." I had man. to use the facilities, and I come back, and <laughs> it was an eight-point swing in that short time I was gone. So I think just the competition level of these kids are here to compete. They're here to they understand all the hard work it took to get here. It's, I think that's impressive. And I think that's big of the coaches too is making their kids have that mentality. Uh-huh. Okay, we worked hard to get here. Yeah. Let's compete for all four quarters. Let's see what happens at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, and that, and that uh, Norris-York game, Coach Kern was really coaching his butt off in the second half, and um, I think that rubbed off on his players. Yeah. If you're going to go down, you got to go down swinging. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And, and, and you don't end up here without competing like crazy. I've been uh, really impressed with uh, just – and this is something I picked up on when I sat out for two years, is I would go to a game – and a lot of times I would spend watching the body language of the coaches on the sidelines because I felt like that was something that I needed to do a better job if I decided to come back into coaching. And, and uh, the, the steadiness of the body language and the uh, emotion or at times lack of emotion when something uh, good or bad happens and, and just moving on to the next play. Um, I, I've been really impressed with with that. You know, um, this last game that we watched, um, you know, like I said, Central was down 13 with four and a half minutes left, and the next time, you know, Paul goes to the bathroom, he comes back, and it's a two point game or whatever mm-hmm. it was. He was gone a lot longer that than 30 gonna, seconds, folks. Let's. I just want to be clear about that. It was. It was. Uh, but uh, you know, Coach Feekin didn't didn't get too up now i'm sure on the inside his gut had to be moving a million miles an hour like all of our guts would be uh you know watching this morning uh the concordia uh auburn game 
and and Concordia was down most of the game, but they just kind of ch- kept chipping away, kept chipping away. I think they got, I think they took the lead at one point uh, late in the game, and then Auburn came back and, and ended up winning the game. But just just that steadiness and the body language of of, of coaches, and um, another thing that that I picked up on is you can't come here with just a plan A. You've got to have a plan B, a plan C. Now, if you get to plan C and plan C is not working, then you know it's it's you know it's turn out the lights, the party's over. But I think it's also to to be really flexible, uh, and and you've got these plans, you've got these things worked up, but you've got to be ready to move on from that as well. I, I totally agree with that, and I was as stubborn as any coach could have been with we're going to play this way no matter what, and and just seeing the the willingness. As th- that I've developed, where it's like, hey, you've got to be willing to have curveballs, change up something. Cause how often in a game do you see? I mean, how often? It may be just one or two curveballs, but it might get you one or two turnovers. Possession might give you four to six points. Wins you the game. Yeah. You know, wins you the game. And that's where I, I just have been, you know, like Omaha Central all of a sudden tonight. You know, they threw on their press late. I remember thinking, what if they had done that more intermittently along the way? Maybe they threw it on. All of a sudden, they're just 13 point leads gone like that. So, yeah, I'm just. Re- we are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and I, you know, you guys have been down here the last couple of years, Sarah. Obviously, you uh, didn't get here this year, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, they only have room for eight, you know. Um, we were but, 17, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, I, I'm sure the last couple of years, you know, you guys talked as a coaching staff, all right, we're going to come in like this, but if this isn't here, this is where we're going to go. I'm sure you guys had those conversations, didn't you? Yeah, we always try to be ourselves first um, and, and kind of play to our strengths, but there is always um, kind of back pocket defenses or, you know, back pocket plans that, that you have. For any game, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I witnessed that because my wife and I who live in Bennington. Went to a couple of girls' games, and I talked to John after the game about really impressed with the subtle changes made during the course of the game that really kind of flipped the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. John, going back to the uh, kind of even keel, John is fantastic at that. He he really kind of controls the emotions of the team and timeouts and all of that. He does a really great job at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk about ourselves a little bit here. Uh, you know, what's today? March 9th? Am I losing track of things? March eighth. March eighth. March eighth. Yep. All right. Been only been down here two days, and I've lost track of the calendar. What uh, What are you looking to do here? You know, we'll start our summer ball uh, with our teams after Memorial Day. That's the rule here in the state of Nebraska, uh, where we'll work with our our whole programs. Um, after Memorial Day, so the Tuesday after Memorial Day—that's the way it works here. Um, what are, are, what's one or two things that you're going to focus on with your off-season development, and um, you know, just just how are you going to be as prepared as you can be to start on that Tuesday after Memorial Day to help your team get better and and focus on that over the next couple of months here, Paul? Why don't you? Uh, lead us with that. Yeah, for me, it's we lost a lot of kids. We lost three senior, three seniors at Ralston. It's three towards my better players, three starters. 
So for us, it's getting these young kids ready to take that leadership role of stepping in and filling that role, the void of scorer, leaders, uh, rebounders. So for us, it's also working with multi-sport kids, too. So I don't know, I'm sure with you guys, I deal at Ralston with kids that play softball, and they've got softball stuff, and I've got kids that do so- uh, soccer, and kids are doing volleyball. So it's trying to balance everyone's schedules, including yeah. mine with tennis, to make sure that we can all be there. Uh, working on the skill development is big at Ralston. Uh, little things like that's what we're going to be doing here for the next three or four months. Uh-huh. Thanks, Coach Vaughn, for the hey. pizza. Well, you guys want to, what do we order here? The Pacific the, Rim. The yeah, Pacific the Rim. Yes, uh, we'll probably get some comments about the pineapple on pizza debate, but I'm all for it. Uh, that's my wife's favorite, my least, but I eat she sounds anything. like a smart lady. <laughs> I am a bit of a pizza connoisseur, working really? at the pizza ranch for about half of my life. The nice. pizza farm is The pizza coach. farm, as Coach Ritz would say. And pineapple is more than okay to put on a pizza. Um, so, uh, Sarah, what's uh, what's one or two things that you're going to work on here for, um, for, for yourself? Here? Yeah, for me personally, I'm a big Chris Oliver fan, basketball immersion. Um, Former is, a pin and a napkin guest, yes, Chris Oliver. Um, he has a, a great website with lots of resources on kind of short-sighted games and uh, kind of live-action drill type things. Um, during the season, you never have time to really get into some of those things on the website, some of those resources. So I'm going to take a little time off, and mm-hmm. then uh, I'm going to jump back in probably with some of that. Yeah. So, like, 24 hours, 48 going to hours? to Florida in two weeks, and uh, I'll... <laughs> oh, life's, life's rough. Yeah, game. it'll be, I'll be a week down there, get some sun, and jump back in after that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Coach Diverti. What are you thinking for yourself as you as you're Different take, taking a bite out of that Greek salad there? <laughs> I tell you, last year at this time it was really about getting familiar with the players and the skill development that was needed to help them improve in whatever areas that they needed. This offseason, I'm really going to spend a lot of time on the X and O special situation stuff, baseline out of bounds, special plays to run to get your best players shots where you need. Things like that. Sideline out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Last second plays. We spent, I've never in my career spent literally no time this year did we spend a time and score situation, which is really embarrassing. Yeah. But we just didn't. We had so many other priorities. I'm like, and so we got to get good at these things. So that's, those special situations are going to be a high priority. That, and that's where we've been at the last couple of years as well. We've, we've had to implement just culture, habits. The, our basic system of things that you're like skill development you know okay and finally the last two or three weeks of of the season here uh we spend a lot of time on okay we're, we're up we're up six two minutes left delay game where do we want to keep the ball who do we want the ball in in the hands of all right now we're down four a minute left the bad guys have the ball you know that's that's you know, we we spent almost two full years before we felt like we could dedicate a lot of time to that. Now, and we had a lot of close games this year. We had a close game against you guys. Say, when, you we, say, when you say bad guys, you're not talking about the Rams, are you? For 32 minutes, you were the bad guys. We were the bad guys. Ball, okay. You know, so, uh, did you play each other? We did. I didn't know that. We did. So we went down to the Ralston Dome and uh, 
lost by lost by two. Technically lost by five, but we hit a half court shot at the buzzer, so we we really lost by. It was a, it was a heck of a battle. It was. It was half court uh, shot. The buzzer made or missed. We made a half court shot. To, it went from five to two. Okay. So look better. We, we yeah, it looked better, but we still lost. But um, I think this is my first one I got against Coach Plum in my career. I believe so. it is. You're welcome. I'm, I'm about ready to retire. Yep, so. <laughs> Shit. There's an opening yeah. at Ralston because of yeah. the win against Coach Plum. Now, I'm now, done, everybody. If if you if you beat Josh Siski, then you retire. Then 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 it's time to walk away. So, um, so, uh, no. One of the things that I want to work on uh, for myself is just working on little tweaks to our motion, teaching our our motion, uh, and getting our kids moving especially moving without the ball better. How do we get kids to screen and come off screens better? How do we get our kids to read ball screen action better? How do we how do we give the ball energy without being too patterned is kind of the goal. And and we have our and I like the drills that we do. I really like the drills that we do. But is there is there one thing that we can add to that that will make it better? That will just make that 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 whole dynamic look that much better. So instead of losing to Paul by five, we we beat him by five uh, because we get a little bit better ball movement. We're a little bit stronger with the basketball, and working on that development, and 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 then you know we spend June and July working on those things, and then of course you reevaluate that going into your season. So. Screening and accepting screens is incredibly underrated and seems so simple, but almost nobody does it consistently well. Yeah, it's and it's oftentimes it's, it's the fault of the receiver coming off the screen. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I was just going to say that you are so right. But if you watch any video, almost nobody. If you just really analyze and look analytically, look at every single screen set and screen used. It's terrible, and we all are guilty of it. No. I just, and I, it's the hardest thing to teach and build habits of, and so I, I it just that is so hard. That really is it, but but it takes a lot of time, a lot of reps to get it done right, at the expense of what other things. I think that's where we're at. With, whereas in college, you got a lot more time to work on that. How much time do you have to really break that down enough to build the habits to do it well? Yeah, I think I'm. I always tell myself I'm a really detail-oriented coach. To where I teach small details, but just talk about the screens. We try to put in a different offense this year towards the end of the year, main offense, and I forgot how I need to go and teach how to set a screen and teach that offense player. Hey, here's how you set up your defensive player to come off that screen to be effective with it. Just little things like that that, as a coach, I need to be better at. So, going back to the original question, what am I going to work on? There you go, Coach Plum. I'm going to work on the detail parts of, hey, here's how you come off a screen. Here's how you set the screen. Be wide with your stance. All those little details that I need to be better as a coach to be able to go and make my team more effective. Perfect. Great transition there, Mr. Markley. I am here for you. Speaking of transition, holy mother of God, are these peppers like setting you guys on fire too or I like it. <sighs> I think it's good. I, I, I feel like the dragon from Shrek right now. I'm sorry for the heavy breathing oh. by Coach Plum everybody. But. Oh jeez. You know what? Oh I I'm perspiring here, you know. Grab your torch and pitchforks, you know, type of thing. Oh my gosh. 
Um, so, so now, so so building on that, uh, what do you guys plan on doing with your kids from from this point to Memorial Day? What are some things that that you know you you would like to do? You would like to see happen? Obviously, we've we all have multi-sport athletes, and they're they're going to be doing some track, or they're going to be doing some. Uh, maybe some tennis or golf, depending on what state you're in. Softball, you know, a whole, a whole boatload of things. Um, but what are kind of some of your goals or some things that you would like to do with your players between now and when you can really hit the ground running after Memorial Day? Uh, Paul, we'll start with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but for our girls, there's one day at practice. This has had to be mid-December. I stopped practice. I look at the girls. I'm like, how many of you have watched – a basketball game that's not Ralston boys or not a Ralston varsity girls. And I don't know, of the 14 girls, maybe two of them, maybe three or four raised their hands. Like, All right, hey, what's the last game you saw? Oh, I don't know. I watched a Creighton game. All right, hey, perfect. What about you? Oh, I watched uh, this game. So for us, we're not going to do a lot of skill work. For me, it's like, hey, just go watch a basketball game just so you can see the flow of it. I don't go and get highlights of Kobe Bryant or highlights of any player you want to see and just watch how they move without the basketball uh, watch how they come off the screens see that with us it's hard for me to go and get kids to come into the gym here in March April May June will be our month we come in but otherwise Ralston's facilities are not great so I'm fighting against the baseball team and the soccer teams to use the gym and that kind of stuff the ox gym is all for hitting cages and that kind of stuff so for us, it's just a little things like, hey, just watch a game of basketball someplace and is, see if you can learn some things. Is, is, is that something that you would, the game. you would you would have your kids maybe give you you know write down what you saw? Yeah, you know, give, give me a give me a here's your homework assignment. Yep, absolutely. Watch a you know during March Madness next yep. weekend. You know, watch a game, men's game, women's game, don't care. Doesn't matter. But but watch a basketball game for two hours straight. Sit yep. there, don't move. Write down everything you see, everything you react. Right. To. And, and I and I think that's a great teaching tool. Absolutely. That, that I, I think that uh, kids will get a different perspective of the game when you ask them to do things like that. I think the, the homework assignment has to be create a TikTok video of what you learned. I think that's the only way to get kids to do homework nowadays is, hey, why don't you create a TikTok dance of what you learned? Uh-huh. I know you are a king of TikTok, Coach Plum. I'm not if, a t- if people have not seen you... They need to go to King Plum at TikTok to see some of your videos. I don't have a TikTok. You don't have a... Well, I've been watching the wrong person then. Sorry about this that. Is, this is slightly awkward, you know. <laughs> Do I have a doppelganger out there somewhere, you know? Uh, I, my kids have a YouTube... or a, what, Not a YouTube, a TikTok. So, uh, Tom, what, do you, what are you going to... What's your plans with, with your with your kids? Well, it's interesting you brought that up about the watching a game. Like Jay Billis is one of my favorite commentators. He does a lot of analytical, says a lot of analytical things. So I've had our girls in the past and this year once pick a game out I knew he would be analyzing. That'd be a really good game. That'd be kind of exciting to watch and have them write down ten things that they learn based on analysis of the game that he makes that they learn. And that really brings up some really good discussion. The other thing is, for me, I'll be honest, Almost all my kids, really at Seward as well, and now at Marion, they're either in a fall sport, excuse me, in a spring sport, or they're doing club basketball or both. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of really turn over, and I'm actually coaching in, again in club basketball. I actually turn them over to, because if they're not doing club basketball and they're not doing a spring sport, then what are you doing? Yeah. So I, they're either doing one or the other or both, and so I kind of turn them over to the club scene, and I actually coach it to kind of show them that that's what I'm doing to try and get better uh-huh. and coaching a lot of different situations and different kids. And so I really turn a lot of that over to that April and May and then really hit it hard with our, you know, we get after the Tuesday after Memorial Day. So a lot of my plan is get kids committed to playing club ball, which they are, almost all of our kids are, and then turn them over to that and yeah. give them a different experience. Who are you coaching with? All Nebraska Attack. Gotcha. All right. What grade level? Incoming, it'll be incoming freshman. Gotcha. It's actually a girl from Bennington that'll be on my team. Uh-huh. There you go. That's a good class. Yeah. At Bennington. Good group of kids. Good group of kids. Yeah, yeah. Goody, how about you guys? Uh, we also have a lot of multi-sport athletes, so I, I really like getting out and watching them do their sports. I think it's really important for coaches to support their kids in other things. Uh, so I'll personally be doing that, but the girls that we have that aren't doing that, I it's the perfect time to tweak shots because um, they'll get a ton of reps without competition. Um, so I'll be doing that. I, that's my favorite thing to teach. That's my favorite thing to work on. I love shooting. As a player as well. I love shooting. <laughs> hey, they're not all going in, but the next one is. How did you lose her? It's not keep her to follow you because she got tired of me. She got tired of me. You know, you know, she just like, I'm tired of this yahoo. You know, I, I didn't coach for two years. I didn't have, you know, unless, unless we were going to play like NBA 2K together, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she... You know, uh, you know, or she could she could coach Carter out in the driveway or something like that. You know, that, that, I do that. Yeah, yeah, do do yeah. That. You know, we'll let the brothers hammer each other out in the driveway there. So, um, no, I, I like what you said there about turning it over to uh, um, to the club coaches, and and I feel like we're moving in a very positive direction. We're probably going to have seven or eight of our girls playing club ball this this summer and, and at various different levels and i'll tell you uh, what though if, if if you don't have a majority of them doing that in that spring and that it's gonna be tough sled to get to the top level it's gonna yeah. be tough sled yeah um you know one of the things that that we didn't get a chance to do last year because a i wasn't in the school and b covid but but you know we're gonna sit down with every kid after after the season is you know after our banquet after we get through all that stuff and and you know, kind of my thing is I always want to get this year done before we even start talking about next year. Now, totally have, I, have, I, have I thought about next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, without a doubt. Uh, most of us start thinking about next year. Closure first, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the night of your last game, and you're on that bus ride home, and, and then you start thinking about next year already. Um, uh, so, uh, for me, that team banquet at the end, which we're having next Monday, that to me is the unofficial and closure. Now it's time to look forward. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you, you, you're taking the book and you're putting it on the shelf and now you're writing a different story. Um, and, uh, but, but we'll talk with our kids about kind of where we, where we see them at coming into the season and, and, uh, like, like all of us, we have a lot of multi-sport athletes, especially in a, in a real, you know, my school is small, the smallest of any of our, our ones here at the table. So uh, most of our kids are going to be out for track or something. 
and but we'll say you know here's the here's the three or four things that we did that you did really well this year here's the one thing that you need to work on to put yourself in the best situation to play a lot next year and we're going to give them that one thing we're going to give them that one uh we're going to give them that one thing to really focus on now obviously with all your players you could say here's a laundry list of things but if you do that they're going to be thinking more about all of those things that they should be doing instead of okay i just really need to focus on this and i think you can only fix one thing at a time i'll tell you what too that i really learned i've done this before but i've just been super impressed our marrying girls have been so good about it is sharing their strengths weaknesses their experience and saying hey tell me something i can do better tell me one thing I can do better as a coach to make your experience better. And they've come up with some really good things that were nothing major, but just stuff that was really good. That's yeah. like, and I'm sure most people do that, but I mean, I probably haven't done it enough. Mm-hmm. And it was very beneficial to get them to say, hey, tell me. And they they were really receptive to sharing stuff that... Yeah. The, the details of it. You know, what are the... We've all done this job long enough that we've got a pretty good idea of the forest but tell me a tree or two i can work on here and i think that's i think that's a great attitude to have to be willing to ask your players hey what could we do better you know we need that feedback from because we may think this is this is awesome and they're like hey not so much you know and, and then be willing to work on what they say or accept what they say yeah and yeah that's without, a, without an ego and all yeah. that. you got to be willing to listen we had a unity council that i've always had i've Uh-oh. always had the unity council and but this year I just felt like I, I had somebody that ran it that was really good because you want to run it with somebody other than like the head coach or somebody they feel a thing. And and I just felt like that was really really valuable during the course of the season. But I think there then needs to be the opportunity for the players in reflection to give you something that they think you could do better. Mm-hmm. And that's you know it's for me it's hard because it's like I don't want, I don't want to open that can of worms. There's probably a lot of stuff they can come up with. But it's kind of one of the things where if you really want to improve, then you gotta just say, "Okay, have a way, have at me." Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, we we do have to be willing to do it. Like we always we always tell our kids, like how many times do we say as as coaches, especially like on defense, let's say, "Hey, you guys got to talk out there, got to talk, got to talk." Well, what I've really tried to do is say, "Hey, we got to communicate," because Paul needs to say something. It, you know, but I need to listen as well. And and it, and Paul can say it all I, all he wants, but if I don't listen to him and absorb that and do what needs to be done in that situation, then it doesn't matter how much you talk. That's a great point. You have to communicate. You have to communicate. And I and I think when we sit down with our kids, and if they do have something to say, you, you, you do need to listen because because what's that kid going to do? Let's say let's say Sarah has these couple of things that she's just not happy with Paul with as her coach and she goes in and says, you know, these are really really important to me and Paul blows her off. What's the first thing Sarah's going to do when she leaves that meeting? She's going to go talk to all her teammates and, say, teammates and say, Coach Markley blew me off. I went in and I talked to him about this and this and this is really important to me and you know, and you lose you lose the, the trust of your team and and so I think it's really important that we listen as much as we, as much as we talk and uh, you know that's that's a that's a lesson that I've learned over the years, and and I know I I think I've gotten a lot better at it, but I know that that's something I I did not do as good a job of when I was a younger coach. But if you don't listen, they stop talking. So there, if you if you don't take 
to heart what they're going to say, then they're not going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And even if it might be something they bring up, even if it's something like you're not going to change, change that's it, that particular thing, but if they can at least hear you communicate to them why you're not, right. that solves it oftentimes, mm-hmm. as opposed to just them wondering why, and then you can imagine how what trails that leads to. Just communi- So we had a number of those this year where, oh yeah, we got, we, we got to fix that, change that, or no, we're not going to, but here's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think, you know, Bobby Knight said it. I, I think Bobby Knight, Indiana Hoosier legend, Bobby Knight, Markley, don't start, don't start welling up here with te- tears of joy yep. for an Indiana Hoosier reference. But, you know, if your players ask you to do something and it doesn't involve winning, who really cares? Go ahead and do it. You know, go ahead and do it. Uh, because they're going to feel like they're being listened to and their investment is, is you know, their their input is being heard and they can see that, that change or that entity going on there. Is that is that an actual Bobby Knight thing there, uh, Mr. Marley? Uh, it has to be. I was going to tell you, when we get done with this off air, I'm going to tell you a Bobby Knight story that happened to me personally. And then maybe if you agree with it, we can bring in a next pen and paper. We we have a we limit have of pin. one Bobby Knight story per podcast. Yep. You said I was you said I wasn't allowed to say any naughty words. Okay. And if you have any Bobby Knight story, you know there's always going to be some naughty words. There's the potential of it. There's yes. the potential of that. So I'll tell you that story after this, and uh, everyone will stay tuned to see if they get to hear this story sometime. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, Summer skill development, and, and we talked about summer skill development yesterday, me, uh, Tom, and I, and Dexter uh, Goodner. Uh, but what what are some things that, that you guys do at your schools to help keep that balance for kids, not only between basketball and the other sport or two or three, you know, that they're involved in, but also family, job. Oh, by the way, let's let kids be teenagers as well. How do you keep that balance? How do you structure things within your programs to ensure that, yeah, you're getting your work in, uh, but we want them to come back in the fall and the in the winter fresh and ready and excited as well. As well, uh, who wants to start? I'll go. Okay. I think Coach O'Connor does a really good job of. We understand you're not going to be at everything because you are pulled in a million different directions, but just communicate throughout the, the off-season with us. Um, so I think just the freedom of that, knowing you don't have to be at everything, but when you are there, give give your all, obviously, and, and uh, be totally invested. Uh, for me, as not an employee of the school, I can't make it to the daytime workout, so we'll um, usually offer some evening stuff, and I'll run that. Uh, so so those kids that do have jobs or have to nanny in the morning, they can still make something. Mm-hmm. So offering kind of a variety of times, yeah. which can get hard because we all have lives too. And yeah, you have to have a balance for yourself as well. Yeah, how uh, how many nights a week do you? you know, uh, last summer couple, I did two. Yeah, a couple nights a week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Paul? Uh, so we'll do that month of June. I'll bring in as many kids as I can. So with Ralston, there'll be days I'll get five high school kids. There'll be days I'll get. 12 high school kids. So we kind of take it as is. It's one of the things where we said, hey, you have to have a plan A, plan B, plan C. Mm-hmm. We've had all that in the summer, too. Like, hey, if we have got this many kids, this is where we really need to work on the five-on-five stuff. But if we got this many kids, let's work on some skill development. Mm-hmm. 
I think our big thing that we do with our kids is we do a pretty big little kid camp. Uh-huh. So we'll bring in the first graders through the eighth graders, and I have my high school kids run that camp. And I think that right there is big for those kids. One, they're teaching the skills. So instead of doing it, they're teaching the skills. So I think when you talk about being the details part of it, it helps the kids. Say, all right, here's the details that were taught to us. They're going to teach young kids. It's good for the young kids because they see these high school kids out there with us teaching it, and they see the future of the program kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So we do that. Uh, we work pretty hard that month of June. I've got a couple of kids that are doing some club stuff, and I am all for that too. So yeah, go learn stuff. It's better to hear some of the skills from a different voice. Yeah. Talk about kids get tired of hearing Coach Parkley's voice every now and then, which I don't know why. I feel it, like I have a voice of an angel. But. I, you soothe me to sleep every every conversation that we have. I, I, I feel like snug as a bug in a rug. Whenever I, I, I've been told you're the songbird of our generation, Paul. That's I've also I've also done that. <laughs> Coach Tiberti, what what do you guys well, what do you do I, to help balance I that didn't stuff bring out? Bring this up last night, but so you also know that Coach Markley has been called the. The songbird of his yes. generation. Multiple yes. people told me yes. over the course of the last forty-eight hours. <laughs> it's it's on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. You know, just kidding. So I here's an example of the balance. Okay, I told we talked about like I go Monday to Thursday, stay away from weekends, stay away from evenings, yep. and repack it in. The other thing was so I found out midway through this year that a majority of my returning varsity kids are going on a European trip for the first, so they won't be back. We can't do anything until June 9th. Most of them are gone. Are they going with the Griswolds? <laughs> so here I am thinking, how could you go on a European trip and give up basketball for that? Are you serious? You're going to give up eight days of height? I thought, wait a minute. They got trip to chance to go to Europe. I thought, you know what? Let's just make it work. You guys get back on June 9th. So that that making sure that we are allowing them to be kids because you you guys have brought up brilliantly they are being pulled in so many directions and club coaches don't for the most part club coaches don't have any accountability to what they demand of and so they're going to have to do that stuff so we have to be so if if there's only one side that is probably willing to give that's the high school coach but i would hope that we are leading the way and looking after kids best interest Mm -hmm. so in terms of that and so i had to like practice what i preach because i was really fighting at first thinking you guys what are you doing going to europe you could be back here in the gym eight days at our camp starting i'm going to team camp in york well coach we can go to europe and like see the concentration camps and all these things but you could also go to York, and <laughs> and we can play, like, teams we haven't seen before. So I had a really, like, okay, wait a minute. You could have upped the ante and told them you were also going to Grand Island on that same and, trip. And you know? Matt Kern brings in great caterers. <laughs> I mean, um, um, to, the, to the team which camp. Is, which is true. Kern Kern throws a heck of a camp. He does. You know? That's a great camp. It is yeah, a great camp. So I'm like, so. you're going to give that? Well, we can still go to the second one. So, you know, just realizing their kids pulled in a million directions <laughs> – and I had a girl, you know, great player for me this year. She gave me a, a, a building block for the next few years. She said, Coach, she goes, I got a question. This is one of the individual meetings. She said, you know what? You don't want us doing these other workouts at all, or, or not at all, because I told them with balance. But then in spring, we're out for spring sports, and you are encouraging us to do club basketball. I'm like, I said, you're dead right. 
I need to be more flexible in the season with that because I can't say it one way you, and then and yep. the, turn around and say, go do club basketball. So that yep. working with kids in a way that's just right. Yep. How would you want your daughter? But I, I don't know how to I don't know how to change the dynamic we're in. Where when I was in high school, you only did in sports stuff. There was nothing, and now it's everything. It's like when does this treadmill slow down? I don't. What's the answer? I don't know what it is other than kids not uh, going out. Unfortunately, it's that not going to slow down. I mean, it's, it's just not. I mean, that's, you know, so you have to figure it out. You have to. And and I, I think just like when you're coaching your team in December, January, and February, and, and what are we always told? Simplify, simplify, simplify. I think when you get into that summer stuff, you simplify, simplify, simplify. You know, for us, every morning, Monday through Thursday, 6.30 to 7.30, it's weights and strength and conditioning. And then, you know, whatever it turns out being, every Monday, every Wednesday, or every Tuesday, every Thursday, from 7.45 to 8.45, it's open gym and, and skill development with, within our program. And, and we're going to do a to be really understanding, I told him, I said, listen, yeah. you go to Europe, that's great, and I'm going to – but when you arrive on the tarmac, I'll have a basketball for you to you hand know, off. You'll have a Walmart portable hoop for them as soon as they come off, so – uh, but it's not really hard. I mean, these kids. I mean, they, and they're getting pressure from every direction. And and if you don't work with them on that, you're going to lose them. Yeah. Or you're going to overload them to the point. You'll have some kids that will allow themselves to be overloaded to the point. Yeah. It's yeah. really the kids that should be least allowed to be overloaded that will be willing to be overloaded. Yes. Yeah. We we had a kid a couple of years ago that was a really good multi-sport athlete, and in the summer, you know, open field, open gym, open everything, weight room. She called and said she wasn't coming to something we expected her at. I think it might have been a summer league game, and she coach o'connor followed up with her and she's like coach i'm tired i'm so tired i've just been going 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 this entire month of june and she she didn't want to say that initially because i think she thought well this is what i have to do i don't want to you know disappoint anybody but they they, they, they're people too and they get tired you know that's such a good point and i had a we went back for a celebration at seward with some with the event and i sat with my uh, point guard star for me as a freshman at Seward a couple of years ago, took us to state and all that. And our senior year's winding down. I was sitting at half court watching the boys game. <clears throat> said, Coach, she said, and you remember Hannah Benedict because you helped us, you helped us that year get yep. to state. Yep. And she just said, Coach, you know what? I'm not sad that it's over. She said, I'm just tired of the expectations sport-wise nonstop and I want to just be a person. Yep. And I was like, wow. And I thought about my own kids and my own experience. And I talked to a, actually a guy today at the state. I said, you know, sports is fun, and important. We've, but we've made it almost a god. Like, like, and when you ask how your kid's doing, or what are your kids up to, the first thing you ask is, are, are they an athlete? Yeah. Are they out for sports? Like, wait a minute. What does that matter? Yeah. But how many often do you ask, are they an athlete? And it's like, if they're not, it's like they're missing something. Yeah. And that's so wrong. Yeah. And But yeah. I'm as guilty as anybody with the emphasis being put on that yeah. as anybody. But I'm like... Where have we gotten to where sports becomes who you are? Yeah, it's such a hard balance though, because you're also fighting for your team, and you know you just you, you want to put everything into it, and so well, you want everybody there. But the scholarship thing has just become a monster. Yeah, and how much? A monster. Yeah. yeah. How much yeah. money are you spending to get a scholarship? Too much. 
yeah. too much. That's why, you know, my daughter, my daughter got a good scholarship. All I had to buy her was a bunch of books to read. You know, the cheapest scholarship I've ever had to, you know, or ever ever acquired was. Uh, but it, so is it, the moral of the story balance? I, I think it is. Yeah, you know, and and like I said, I, I think that the really important thing that you said, Tom, was you got to you got to talk the talk and walk the walk. You know, and um, you we we had a situation where we had a group of kids, uh, and we had uh, some of them decided to play some some volleyball some extra volleyball and i had a couple of dads that were like wow we had this this basketball thing and i immediately said hold on guys if we say you can't play club volleyball but we've got them doing all this basketball stuff then we're hypocrites you know if they can balance it out let them do it let them do it now you've asked for your commitments as long as they show up for your practices and your the, the the things that you've lined up you know, so be it, okay? But if they want to go play volleyball, have them go play volleyball, you know? Because otherwise, we can't send mixed messages in, Yeah, that's in that my way. sophomore leader in my exit yeah. meeting. She said, I go, I go, Mac, you are dead right. You're dead right, and I'm going to change how I operate that because you're right. You are right. Yeah, no, yeah. so great discussion. Great discussion. I, 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 think, I think coaches are going to get a lot out of this. Uh, thank you guys for coming over here today. Hope you had a good time hanging out. You yeah. know, I enjoy. It. I learned from you guys. This is awesome. I feel like I get really, well, I get more out of this than I certainly more out of than I contribute. I know that. I think we would all agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to disagree. That was the first time I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly tells us that all the time. You know, but uh, but no, it's it's been a it's been a great uh, couple of days here. Uh, the Mellow Mushroom, again, can't say enough about the Mellow Mushroom. They have been awesome hosts to us. The, the, hey, the, the first two nights is incredible. It's warm. But their the Greek warm. salad <laughs> and the other stuff might even be better. Yeah. Well, my, my the roof of my mouth is finally down to like <laughs> 98.6 after a couple of those. Pe- I'm not a spicy food person anyway. But uh, Sorry, I should have asked without. No, it, no, it's, no, it's good. It's good. I can adjust. I can adjust. The great so. ones do. <laughs> it's what I do. Um, but no, uh, if, if you're down in Lincoln this week uh, and you want some pizza, come over here to the Mellow Mushroom. Like I said, Mike, the, the general manager here, has been awesome to work with. Uh, we've got another podcast that we're going to be taping. So this is going to be dropping Wednesday morning. We've got another podcast that we're taping Wednesday night. That'll be dropping Thursday morning. We've got another podcast that we're taping Thursday night. That's going to be dropping Friday morning. Unfortunately, I may show up again. Golly. i got to find somebody. Uh, is what's Bobby Knight doing? Is is he I'll around? Call him. I'll You'll call, call him. him. Yeah, you got him on speed dial. I do have him on speed dial. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Paul, who? who? Oh, he knows. Oh, he knows. He knows. He knows. Yep, he he knows. knows. All right. Uh, no, thank you guys so much for coming on. Tom Taverdi from Omaha, Marion. Sarah Goodwin from Bennington, and and uh, Paul Markley from Ralston High School. I hope uh, folks have enjoyed this. Uh, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.